0: This is the WorkSmart Hypnosis Podcast, session number 402, if Dave Ellman ran your hypnosis business. Welcome to the WorkSmart Hypnosis Podcast with Jason Lynette, your professional resource for hypnosis training and outstanding business success. Here's your host, Jason Lynette. Hey there, it's Jason, and welcome back to the program. Weren't those two episodes we just released with Keith Livingston just absolutely phenomenal? I received a ton of great feedback around those and really happy I got to share the stage with him for that episode number 400 and 401. And that brings us to today. We're still going. Session number 402, we're about to actually dive into another event. Uh, About a week or two ago, Cheryl and Larry Elman put on their Dave Elman Legacy Online Hypnosis Conference, and it wasn't exactly a keynote, but I was in the opening spot. So um, that counts for something. And this was a presentation that I did called If Dave Elman Ran Your Hypnosis Business, which actually I'm going to do something right now that I don't tend to often do here on this program, which is to actually give you the option to stop listening to this podcast right now. And here's why. Stick with me. Listen for now. It's because if you go over to worksmarthypnosis.com, brand new website, by the way, check that out, worksmarthypnosis.com forward slash 402, just put in that number. It'll redirect you magically over to this week's episode. And actually two things on that page, you're going to find the actual video of the presentation that I did. So there are some relatively cool visual elements of this presentation, works perfectly fine if you want to keep listening to the audio, though if you'd rather watch it rather than listen to it, worksmarthypnosis.com forward slash 402. And this is one of the biggest requests that I got after that presentation, that some of the specific hypnotic language patterns, some of the specific applications of the Elman work and how it applies directly over to strategies you use in your sessions, as well as things you do in your business. I've actually just placed the order, and we're having a professional transcription of this episode, of that presentation being produced. So again, same place, worksmarthypnosis.com forward slash 402. You've got the option to watch the video, Of the presentation, and that's where you can actually claim your access to a professional transcription of the entire presentation due. Sometimes it comes around to the right words in the right order at the right time. And that's why we paid for that. That's why we got that produced. And that's why you can then find that over on that 402 page. So the whole shape of this presentation. Dave Ellman was a pioneer of modern hypnosis. He is, in my opinion, the reason why many of us actually exist. He was the non-medical hypnotist who became the expert to the medical community and really bridged the gap and really paved the way for the hypnotist who isn't coming from a mental health background, isn't coming from a medical background. And that is the majority of us now in this industry. And what would happen differently in the shape of your business if the same strategies that you used to help your clients could become the same strategies you used to better grow your business? That's in part what this presentation is about, as well as looking at the ways that we can create a more powerful change experience, also based on the principles that Dave Ellman helped to popularize. So again, it's episode number 402. The resources and the show notes with this episode, head over to the brand new shiny website at worksmarthypnosis.com forward slash four zero two. It'll bring you to the show notes and We haven't built it yet, but I can guarantee you it's probably going to be a purple button that you can click, and that's where you can claim your access to that professional transcription. And the theme of improving our hypnotic work, it's kind of the reason why that, yes, I do a hypnosis certification training program, yet it's the surprising thing that very often about half of the people are brand new to hypnosis, and it's the first official training that they're doing. Meanwhile, the other half of the audience might likely surprise you. It's people who may already have training, may already be seeing clients, may already be instructors themselves. And yet the gaps that myself and my co-host for this event, Dr. Richard Nongard, helped to fill in for my approach, your client's issue is kinesthetic. They can feel something isn't going right. Therefore, it only makes sense to make use of a highly kinesthetic change process where they can actually feel the change taking place. And this is the use of powerful hypnotic phenomenon, not just for the sake of a hypno stunt and proving the hypnotic experience, but instead the artistic way you can combine hypnotic phenomenon with the change work, which is I've really dialed that in over the years. It's part of why I'm getting some of the best results I've ever seen with my clients in a much more brief span of time. I've brought on Richard Nongard as a co-host, not just because he's the founder of the ICBCH, the International Certification Board of Coaches and Hypnotists, but mostly because of his hypnotic nerdery, uh, his expertise involving research of modern change methods. Think about it this way. So much of the hypnotic work that's out there is kind of locked off in the era of the 1950s when regression was the rule of the land. And while it still is a valid technique, I would say that every method is only as good as the practitioner puts it into use. Here's the advances in research of personal change work. Here's the things that have clinical data to back it up. And if you want to attract your ideal clients, if you want to have referrals coming to your business by medical professionals and other professionals in other industries, this is kind of the dialogue that we all should have been doing years ago. And that's what he brings to the table. That's why I say this carefully, the event that I was selling out on my own, I was completely okay sharing it with someone else because I know what he shares is something that this industry needs. So head over to worksmarthypnosislive.com. There's a video at the top of the page that gives you a full tour of exactly what our hybrid online live event is all about. You can do it from the comfort of your own home. You can have the camera artfully positioned, so it doesn't matter whether or not you're wearing pants. Isn't that the joy of online training and the fact that you don't have to share a bathroom with anyone else? So head over to WorkSmartHypnosisLive.com as a really amazing bonus. You get lifetime access to my popular program, Hypnotic Workers, and it's the problem with most events that it's in one ear out the other. This is an event that has benefits before, during, and after to really explain why this is an event that now launches Professionals and elevates professionals. Check it out, worksmarthypnosislive.com. A quick thank you to Cheryl and Larry Elman for giving me permission to take the content that was mine, but from their event and share it with all of you here as a podcast episode. And while you're there at that worksmarthypnosis.com 402 page, you're going to see there's going to be a big link inside of that because all of the other incredible presentations that happened at the Dave Ellman online legacy conference are still available. Even though the event is passed, you can now binge watch it. You can now stream it on your own time. And I'll give a link over there of exactly where to go to get many of the other presentations, which were phenomenal. And with that, let's dive in. Here we go. You definitely know the number of the episode because I've given you the link at least 27 times. Forget the number 27. Here we go, session number four hundred and two. If Dave Elman ran your hypnosis business, the theme of today is that of how we begin to make use of so many aspects of the legacy of Dave Elman's work. And I'd kind of kick this off uh, with two things before we officially begin. And uh, yes, today is if Dave Elman ran your hypnosis business. Uh, Two things. One would be more of a sort of a mindset around training and education. The other part would be a bit of a story to properly kick this off here today. In terms of education, one of the mistakes that I often see people make is that they look at the information that they're learning strictly through the filter of the content, as in Here's a method to deepen the hypnotic state. Here's a method for inducing the hypnotic state. Here's a technique for helping someone to quit smoking. Here's a technique for this. Here's a technique for that. And the issue that we run into is that actually begins to really, you know, pigeonhole our learning in our journeys as professional hypnotists. So what I tend to say is often look at the bigger context in terms of what you're learning, what the things actually accomplish, what the strategies actually begin to create, and learning from this filter of not just the context, but also, yes, the content. So as you go through a training, perhaps, yes, we're learning specific methods for change. Yes, we can read the hypnotherapy book and go, oh, I can use this specific nuance for regression. Um, And this is part of a story as to how Cheryl, Larry, Sean, myself, several others, who have like really gone through those original Dave Elman audios, they're kind of hard to organize (laughs) for a rather positive reason. It's sometimes those little tangents. It's sometimes the way that he may be giving a lesson on this specific method and suddenly it's this aside that changes everything you do. And he's talking about it in the context of a pain relief technique and suddenly you're realizing, oh wait, I can use that for habits and behaviors. And the real core of what I'm about to share with you of if Dave Dave Elman ran your hypnosis business comes around from some of those very specific anecdotes, some of the specific quotes. And one of the ones that I consistently will use and absolutely love would be, if you follow my instructions, I know I can help you. If you're not willing to follow my instructions, I don't know a thing in the world that will help you, which is a bit of a paraphrase. And it brings me to a story. It's this woman. It's around 2015. And on the phone, the conversation about quitting smoking is going in a slightly different way than normal. I'm hearing a lot of the language of, well, I know I need to quit smoking. I'm not sure if I'm really ready to quit smoking. And that would typically be a red flag for a lot of us. But there's something about the other stories that she's saying, the specific intention as to why... She's reaching out to me that specific day. One of the big questions I always ask in a consult is, why now? You know, what's the turning point? What's the reason that we're having this conversation right now? What's the impulse to actually be here in this conversation, even before you maybe even considered hypnosis to quit smoking? What was that turning point? And she, it's been eight years at this point, so I don't remember the specific detail of that, but something told me to keep the conversation going. And so I say to her, quoting a paraphrase of a classic Elman quote, if you follow my instructions, I know I can help you. And a little bit of expansion on this one. If you're not willing to follow my instructions, I don't know a thing in the world that will help you. And I want you to realize that's a statement that has nothing to do with hypnosis. So what do you want to do? And she goes, how soon can I come in? Now, I'll tell you, the session then played out to be very different than the way that I normally work. Uh, It was a lot more direct. I'm somebody who will already use quite a bit of hypnotic phenomenon in the process. And the reason I do that is that the benefit of hypnotic phenomenon, there are some who would say, oh, no, that's a stage hypnosis thing. That doesn't fit in the therapeutic process. And you're allowed to have your opinion. I'm also really interested in hearing your opinion of your clients. Because if they leave and go, well, I felt relaxed, I guess something happened, you kind of fizzle out some of the magic of the process. When instead, if there's truly phenomenal moments, not just for the sake of proving hypnosis, but also for the sake of suddenly now, here's this turning point where they're experiencing a model of the world that's different than what it was before. And so we end up in this moment it's the definition of hyper for my opinion. Something hypnotic just happened, and now here comes the important suggestions. Uh, in the words of a good friend who's here, if you can stick him to one thing, you can stick him to something else. Thank you, Sean Michael Andrews. There's this moment where it's not that I'm telling you that your hand is stuck to the chair. It's that I'm telling you instead it's as if your hand and the chair have become the same solid object. So one part of your mind might be thinking it's as if it's stuck, but really it's as if it's just become fused and bonded and, you know, molded together with that chair. And notice now, the more you try to lift it, it sticks even tighter. And this is all pacing and leading. As you do this, here's the result. As you do this, here's the result. As you try to lift up that hand, it sticks even tighter. Give it a try, sticks even tighter. Here's the part you might be talking about later. The rest of your body can keep relaxing, open up your eyes, look at that hand, it sticks even tighter." She opens up her eyes, looks down at her hand, says a um, compound word <laughs> that I'm not going to say here because I'm going to be more polite. Let's just say the compound word. The first word was the began with the letter M, the second word began with the letter F. Yeah, that one. To which again, here was the opening to then go, you know it's really cool? I haven't even yet mentioned your other hand and that one's stuck too. And she says the word again. And then I go, close your eyes and decide for yourself exactly what this experience means in terms of your ability to be done with those cigarettes once and for all, to have all your questions answered, to have all your concerns addressed, and to move on with absolute conviction and truth. You're done with this once and for all. And as you've done that for yourself, that's when those hands will easily release and go into your lap. She sits there a little too long for it to be comfortable (laughs) and then just kind of moves her hands. Eventually, it nods her head. Um, I should have started with the end in mind first. Uh, This is still to this day my favorite testimonial, March 11th, 2015, and it's Stephanie uh, who said the process was bizarro, maddeningly, is that even a word, successful, and other comments, Yeah, let's zoom in. I'll let that speak for itself. Um, (laughs) But it goes back to, again, (laughs) it goes back to, if you follow my instructions, here's what will happen. And And I'd say that's one of those bigger takeaways from Dave Ellman's work, that there's this extremely conversational, if not appropriately mechanical style to the work, which is wonderfully Pavlovian in nature. You know, as you do this, as I ring the bell, the dogs are fed. Ring the bell, the dogs are fed. Ring the bell, the dogs are expecting it. And as you do this, here's the response. Let's throw in a dash of Milton Erickson here. That's right. And by doing so, we're conditioning a set of responsiveness. And if only that wasn't a wonderful definition for suggestibility in hypnosis. And with that, I want to say welcome to everybody. My name is Jason Lynette. So cool to see Uh, A lot of you here this morning. We're also doing something kind of cool just to call this out. Uh, I run a free community online, the Work Smart Hypnosis community. We are simulcasting this there right now. So those of you watching this, if you're not part of the Dave Elman Legacy Conference, uh, links up above, join us. There's a bunch of other phenomenal presentations coming your way this week. Uh, Sean mentioned this. I do a podcast called the Work Smart Hypnosis Podcast. It's gone out ever since June of 2014 and actually Yesterday, episode number 400 came out. Party dance, I didn't set up my confetti graphics here. Uh, (laughs) And the whole story behind this actually, in ways, is modeled after part of the legacy of Dave Hellman's work. The structure, if you didn't know this, of how Dave did his trainings. He was technically the (laughs) one—this was meant to be a negative term at the time— lay hypnotist. He was the one non-medical person teaching a staff of medical professionals, doctors, surgeons, nurses, and so forth. And they would workshop methods. The physicians would go off and practice the techniques, and then they'd come back. So there was this wonderful collaborative art form to the entire process. And it was about eight and a half years ago that I launched this program. Because you'd go to a conference, you'd go to an event like this. It's so cool. We've got the cafe running throughout this as well. And it was those conversations with other professionals. And uh, I will quote Scott Sandland, who somewhere around episode 210 goes, oh, you're really serious about this. You're going to keep doing this. Yeah. Episode 400. Um, listen to this episode. Part two comes out next week as well. Uh, this is the standard part of a presentation though, where I share you with you the personal photos as a trick to build rapport even faster. Cute family. Uh, Sean mentioned <laughs> Virginia hypnosis after running that for a dozen years, seeing at times 25 to 35 clients a week, shut the doors, moved a thousand miles South. I'm now here in Orlando, Florida. This is my home office. I do everything online. And my premise with anything of a business nature here today, you're going to see how we're going to bounce between both strategy of technique as well as business strategy. And it's all the same, by the way. My personal rule is that I will only ever share something with you from a hypnotic technique standpoint or even a hypnosis business standpoint, only if it's something I've actually done myself. That... You run into this sometimes. There's people out there who are teaching things from a perspective of theory, uh, and this is a photo from uh, September last year. There's a software company called ClickFunnels. They do an award called the Two Comma Club, uh, which is where if you can prove you've brought in seven figures of income from one specific page, you get that award. And uh, there it is. Uh, still hasn't arrived yet. It's eventually going to replace the uh, Spaceballs poster. So with that, let's officially dive in. This is if Dave Elman ran your hypnosis business. I'm gonna kick this off though with one of my favorite strategies, which is that of selling the next step. And the best reference for this is to look at the progression of the Dave Elman induction. There's something out of how every step leads to the next. And conversations that I've had with Cheryl and Larry over the years, interactions I've had with others, you would sometimes hear from other schools of thought Yeah, but there's not like one solid script of that process, which is right there the issue. It's not a script, it's a process. You know, many of you that are here with us right now likely know that, okay, it begins with that small muscle catalepsy. And if you've heard any of us lecture on this before, no, that doesn't mean the eye muscle thing, but it could be. It could be one of many other things. It's that small muscle catalepsy. It's that brief deepening. It's the fractionation, the large muscle catalepsy, the amnesia by suggestion and deepening throughout. Uh, and to look at how here's the runner, here's the runner who is running this race. And specifically there's hurdles. There's hurdles that are there and they can't jump the third hurdle until they've jumped the first one until they've jumped the second one. And this is how, there's a nature of how I interact with my clients, which would be that as a bit of an expectation, and this is actually going to be reiterated here in a moment, by the time we're done, you're going to see how it's as if there's like several specific components of the process we're going to do together today. And if you were to reverse engineer everything we did after we've done it, it becomes extremely clear how like hurdles, we're only ever moving to the next step. When I see that both of us are completely satisfied that the changes in motion and the previous step got the desired result. Uh, From a personal perspective, I've leaned into a place of what I call respectful impatience. And this is one of the big reasons why nowadays I used to work with everything, uh, yet at this point I've become appropriately greedy. Uh, I only work with entrepreneurs, with... um, you know, business related issues concerning their emotions, their goal setting, and so forth. Some of it gets into the linguistics of their offer structure and their marketing. Uh, and I also work with Stop Smoking. And the reason is, those are the things that I found. We don't have to play the game of fingers crossed, hope it works, let me know how it goes. These are those categories that I see we get that instant gratification. So, looking at the nature of the progression of the Dave Allman induction, there's something to be modeled by the content of it because we're only ever moving to the next step when you've actually got that thing accomplished there. Likewise, it builds in this natural embedded convincer because they're getting this gratification, they're getting this ratification the whole way through that they did something and it went well and now you're moving to the next step. And to take that idea and bring that into your entire process, to bring that into your entire structure of your work. And even to kind of call that shot in advance, uh, I have a book I wanted to reference. Uh, Dr. Uh, Marvin, I think it's Dr. Leo Marvin, wrote a book um, all about taking impossible tasks. Uh, And he was primarily, I believe, a psychiatrist who uh, was working with people with extreme medical conditions. And he just had the skill set to take concepts that these people, based on their diagnosis, based on their life situations, would find to be impossible. And by breaking them down, the name of the book is baby steps. by breaking them down into those individual steps, it became very easy. and I'm just seeing if anyone else here is smirking, that is the book of Richard Dreyfus in the movie What about Bob uh, with Bill Murray? Um, three of us get the joke. But the key here, if Dave Elman ran your business, the thing to model out of this progression of the Dave Elman induction, is to sell the next step. So let's talk about this from a business standpoint. Too many business owners, not just hypnotists, but hypnotists especially I found over the years, fall prey to examples of this little virus, website, business card, social media, whatever it might be, call now to book your session. And Sean mentioned that my origin story began with stage hypnosis, that that was the first thing that I saw and I got really fascinated by that. I would say though, in retrospect, I've since retired myself from doing that, but I was more the stage hypnotist with the hypnotherapist heart. It wasn't about (laughs) comedy club show, it was about what issues are your school, your corporation facing, how can I blend your message into my program? There's a time that I'm doing an assembly at a school, I'm unloading the sound system from the car, and a kid goes, hey, that's the Hypno Guy. That is the official title, by the way. Hey, there's the Hypno Guy. I'm not gonna volunteer for your show. And I turn around, politely, and just have to ask, have you ever seen one of these programs before? He says no. I go, okay, so if you've never seen it before, how do you know you don't wanna be a part of it? And tell you what, I've gotta go set up. And I'll leave it entirely up to you, yet there's some really cool things I'm going to do with the crowd out in the audience. And one thing involving holding your hands like this, and when your fingers touch when I do that, and by the way, they will. When those fingers touch, then I want you to make that decision. Just not even about me. It seems like a better way to live your life, right? And I then do the warm-up in the program, I do the moment, and I see that's the first hand up in the air. So this comes back to the call now to book your session. Look at how, metaphorically, too many business owners are trying to consummate the marriage of the first transaction before the people are qualified to make that decision. For most of you, your clients have never done hypnosis before. For most of them, they have never talked to one of us before. Uh, For most of them, they still have some ideas, they still have some concerns. I will only drop a small negative here. I once heard someone say, oh, if they call you up and they say, they ask you, how many sessions is it? How much is it? Oh, they're just a bargain shopper. They're just a tire kicker. Don't talk to them. They're wasting your time. And I'm sorry, but what the hell other questions are they going to ask? And this is where, going back to this principle of when we're in the moment of the relax the eyelids to the place where they just won't work, test them, satisfy yourself, you can make that happen. I'm not trying to sell you on losing the numbers. Why? Because if we want to talk about it the way that... (laughs) i got a sidebar for a moment. Larry and I and Cheryl taught a class together in 2016, and I think we got into an argument about this because Larry insisted the Dave Ellman process is... uh, the induction is six steps. And the sixth step is deepening throughout, to which I said, no, it's five steps because... Every technique in hypnosis is followed up by deepening throughout, but it's his dad. So it has six steps to it. Clearly Uh, the first step though, (laughs) is that of winning that small muscle catalepsy. And again, I'm only trying to win that first step. So this idea of sell the next step, this playful, silly reference of, yeah, it's a reference to a comedy movie. Um, Sean. In the chat, 5.1 steps, don't. Not right now. <laughs> no, but the um, in the neighborhood of around five steps. Okay, we'll go with that here. But this idea of selling the next step, one of the biggest reasons that I've been able to build the business that I've built, one of the biggest reasons that, um, I'll do a soft mention for this, uh, hypnoticbusinesssystems.com is the business training that I do for hypnotists. On that page, it's like mostly other hypnotists telling their stories as to their results they've had with it. And it goes to this principle, which is something that I learned and then directly made better by looking at the work of Dave Elman, Because what it really comes around to is I'm focused on winning one specific step first. And let me kind of walk you through something that I consistently do in the business. It turns out, To be effective as a hypnotist, there's three core things that you need to have within you. And I've put together a video that completely explains what those three things are and how to put them into use. To learn what those three things are, click here to watch the video. Let's take a moment. The bigger legacies, I'd say, from Dave Ellman's work would be that of the refinement of fractionation, as well as the power of building mental expectancy. So if you listen to that language as to what I just said, I was pre-framing that there's three specific things you need to be effective as a hypnotist. I've put together a video to show you what those are. Click here to watch the video. What did I sell in that moment? The desire to learn the three things and the action to watch the video. Video then plays when people click that link, Uh, which let's say it's The trainings that I do in those three things are the filters of confidence, creativity, and flexibility. Well, that opens up another loop. How do I create that? Which is why there's a button below. Here's our event coming up starting soon. Let's put this into the context of a client situation. It would be, (laughs) big fan of using the listicle format. It's not an article. It's not a list. It's a listicle. Here are (laughs) the three things you can do right now to prepare all aspects of your mind, conscious and unconscious, to be done with the cigarettes once and for all. Click here to watch the video to learn the three steps. Video plays, and then listen for this little magic language, write this one down, because it's been worth a lot to me and many others too. And as effective as these three things are, they become even more effective when they're customized to you and your specific situation. Here's the story of the day that I saw six people in a row all of them for quitting smoking, and every session was different. Not for the sake of novelty to keep myself entertained, but instead from the perspective that everyone came in with a different set of goals, a different story, a different reason as to why they were there. So as much as I've proven these three things to be effective to help people to quit smoking, when they get customized to you, that's when they ignite their power, which is why there's a button nearby to grab a time on my calendar, because this process begins with a simple consultation. Ooh, it keeps going. (laughs) I'm only then selling the next step of schedule a time to talk. I am not going immediately to um, 2013. There's this uh, girl who was at my college that um, we did a project together. We didn't get along. Um, 2003, not 2013. And uh, we didn't get along. But somehow, even though the project was over, we kept hanging out. And uh, to really talk about selling the next step, I didn't ever actually ask her out on a date uh, because what's the term? Um, I was chicken. Instead, I go, hey, would it be okay if someday I asked you out? (laughs) We call that preframing. She said, yeah, I think so. Are you asking me out? No, I might. And then later on, somehow we ended up on a date, first date, November 8th, 2003. I didn't walk up to her and say, you and I are gonna have children. No, that'd be weird. And does this spray smell like mace? No, instead, there was a natural progression of dating, Uh, first date, this won't turn into anything serious because your ex-girlfriend's a friend of mine, that played out, Uh, (laughs) to then eventually continuing to date, to eventually then moving in together, then came the cat, then came the dog, then we bought the house, then came kid number one, kid number two, and we've now... This year will have been married in November, 15 years, first date would have been 20 years ago this November. So look at how this sell the next step concept and look at that progression of the Dave Ellman induction. You know, the bigger nature of our hypnotic work, I'd say that the quality of the process you do is directly proportionate to the quality of the intake. If you're ever in a session and you don't know what you should be doing, it probably means there were more questions to have been asked at the beginning of the process And the power of the questions that we ask directly correlate to the quality of the work that we do, which brings us now to point number two here, that of creating desire in advance. My favorite story about this is the classic story right out of the green book, The Magic Spot. For those that might not know this, um, probably an application of glove anesthesia. Let's create a sensation of the hand feeling numb, transfer it around, it's pacing and leading. And as you move it, it gets even stronger. And as you move it, it gets even stronger. And eventually Elman would train the kids, the doctors to train the kids to then transfer this numbing sensation to the fingertip, uh, transfer it up here to the tricep area. uh, And then if the doctor gives you the injection, tell them where your magic spot is so you don't feel it. Really creative way of bringing interaction. You know, I would say as a bigger perspective, all of us in this hypnotic industry, the more interactive we become in our work, the more effective we become. If you're there doing, again, fingers crossed hypnosis, the person's laying in the chair and they're relaxed. They look like yogurt splattered in the chair. And you're just assuming that because they look relaxed, they've now become a sponge and the hypnotic suggestions are going to stick might be explaining why sometimes you're not getting the results that you want by interactive work it's getting that emotional and practical buy-in from the client in real time. That's one of those strengths to be modeled from that magic spot there. So I bring this up here about creating that desire in advance uh, because as hypnotists, we're, oh, oh the anecdote to wrap up the story about the magic spot. Apparently, many of the parents of these children were upset about the strategy for one simple reason. It was because their children had a magic spot and they didn't have one too. Talk about buy-in, talk about emotional belief there. So as hypnotists, we are aware of a concept called future pacing. And not to try to throw a new name out there and claim it's brand new, this is an elevation in a marketing strategy of an expansion of future pacing that I now call product pacing. And it's a very simple linguistic strategy, which is I am going to speak to you as my client, as if you're already in the process, as if you're already in the change work. There's a time where I used to hear something consistently. If I'd go to conventions, if i go to various meetups, like I used to run, um, oh, I only can see, but like, maybe two or three clients a week because they come in with their problems and it's just this transference issue. When you hear the stories of what some people have gone through, it takes a lot out of you. And I'm not gonna do the thing It's like, oh, in the chat, say if that's you. No, because you'll see why. If you've ever said that, if you've ever felt that way, I need to tell you, you are associating with the wrong part of your client. If you identify with your client as their problem, I got to tell you, the two of you are going to stay there longer than necessary. If you see your client as their result, if you go into some self-hypnotic process and identify with your client as the result and see them for where they're going as opposed to where they've been, every process now becomes good to great. Every session becomes peak performance. And yes, there are people who have gone through things that people shouldn't have had to have gone through. Absolutely yet it doesn't have to define the rest of their life. Are you associating with that old story or are you associating with that future pacing? And in this case, product pacing is a slight way of tweaking this. And yes, it is a bit of a persuasion strategy. The uh, disclaimer here is only ever use your powers for good. (laughs) Only ever do these things if you know for a fact you absolutely can help that person. And it's because that person has reached out from a position of, I want help with this. Therefore, is it also in your ethical responsibility, provided you know you can help them to do whatever is appropriate to help them make that decision? Because, well, as much as we're having this conversation now, you're going to see the forms that I'm going to send you give me a little bit more information. That way I can best prepare for exactly what we do in the first session. And even better, it's the feedback of what changes have you noticed, what else needs to be addressed in that second session and so forth that's what helps me to best help you get this result in the fastest and easiest pathway possible. For those statements to be true, you need to have already become my client. I only send you the forms if you've already signed on with me. I'm only recapping the first session if you've already done the first session. And so it's this covert thing about talking about what is going to happen in the process. I've cut the word if out of my language in these dialogues. Well, it's not, well, if we decide to work together, it's this, if it's that. No, instead, it's, well, you're going to see by the time we hit that second appointment, you know, here's the focus of what we're working on. And I, and I bring this back to, again, that magic spot, this create desire in advance, because I've got to quote Jess Marion on this, that sometimes describing the technique is also doing the technique that by bringing people into that experience, by bringing people into that awareness as to this is what is going to happen, and not, if we do this, here's what's going to go there, uh, we would know in regression, I learned this lesson wonderfully, I'd give Sean Michael Anders this credit here, um, of the power of regression, and also the importance of, quote, never lead the witness. It's never who's in the room and what are they doing to you. It's only ever open-ended questions such as, What's happening now? How are you feeling? What's happening now? Let me just make a little bit of an adjustment here. When pointing towards the change, lead like crazy. (laughs) And so one of the conversational points that I'll often bring up, this is again, product pacing modeled directly after this create desire in advance, modeled directly after that magic spot. It's how I will be on the phone, be in a Zoom consult perhaps with a client, let's say for quitting smoking, And the language now shifts to, well, one of the biggest things that I get the feedback on is that, you know, there we are. It's like two thirds of the way through the session. And this is not for everybody, but if this is the case, usually there's a moment like two thirds of the way through where I get to say to you, and you can realize how little I've talked about cigarettes. And that's every reason why you're never going to smoke again, because the cigarettes were never the issue. And then you're there nodding your head. Uh, Well, what does that mean to you? And that's a statement, again, pacing them, let's define it. uh, That's pacing them inside of the outcome. That's putting them inside of the experience. In the intro, Sean mentioned my background in stage hypnosis. Here was the entire business strategy that built that career. I was working with schools. And true story, I never sold a single show. I never sold them on, bring me to your school. No, I sold them on the tradition because one of the benefits of hypnosis as an entertainment means beyond any other form of entertainment is that we get a magical result before, during, and after. Before, there's all the anticipation. Who's gonna volunteer? What's gonna happen? What's gonna go on? Then here's the actual program, which, personal opinion, is pretty awesome. And then here's what happens afterwards, which then all the students are talking about it, which then blends into the next year, and it builds this momentum so because I sold them on the tradition of bringing it back year after year, it brought in the influential presupposition that you had to book it the first year. I should stop telling this next story out loud, so I will make it generic. Uh, there's a rather high-profile talk that I did that only towards the end of doing it, they realized I never applied for it. I never filled out the application. I called them up to go, hey, I'm on your website, and I see you're doing one of these events, and... Um, just had an idea. Can I run it by you? And they said, yeah, sure. So I don't want to waste your time reading the application. Just give me like 30 seconds to pitch an idea. Pitch the idea. They go, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Go ahead and do the application. I go, well, I could, but I've got a camera set up in my classroom this back when I was in Virginia and uh, not to do the entire, you know, 14 minute talk. uh, But I'll do like a three minute rough sketch of it. And like we were then editing the presentation and it's only two weeks before they realized they didn't have my contact information going, you didn't fill out the application. Oh, you're good. <laughs> which, look at how, what we do, what we talk about, how we name things. Um, there's two separate companies that I run. One is Work Smart Hypnosis, which I never predicted would become the source of my clients. Uh, the other side is an educational coaching brand, which hypnotists are welcome inside of, but it's built for a larger world but it's why some of you may have seen this back in November. We renamed it Attract Pre-Sold Clients. Ooh, put them into the journey before the journey. Pre-Sold, thank you, magic spot. (laughs) Let's keep this going here as I'm going to be wrapping up in about 10 minutes or so here. And I got to tell you this final point to give it some expectation is something that probably only around 2017, 2018, I really began to understand. And my journey, just to kind of set this up here, my journey with hypnosis is one that kind of followed a pathway, probably similar to many of you, where especially in our online era, it's so easy to get swept up into the new thing that everyone's talking about. Suddenly here's a brand new technique and everybody's excited about it. You look at it closely, though, you realize it's just simple pacing and leading and it's a reiteration, a repackaging of other things. Um, Here's the new (laughs) strategy that everyone's so excited about. And I used to be on that shiny object syndrome quest. I need one more technique. I need one more certificate. I need one more this. Then I'll feel ready. I I was there too, like many people in this world. And it was instead, though, to look and go, hang on, every technique for change can become a universal strategy. I hinted at this earlier. Glove anesthesia classically was a pain relief, or really technically pain prevention technique. But if it's about pain, what is pain but a physical sensation, and you're doing a positive kinesthetic hypnotic hallucination, if we want to go Aaron scale on this, ooh, level five, uh, we're creating a sensation that is not really there and responding to it as if it is to use it to basically overwrite another physical sensation. So nobody puts hypnotic techniques in the corner. I think we own hypnoticdirtydancing.com. Uh, but it's every technique has a universal application. So there's two things I can point to that three things two, th- two things I can point to that one made me more effective as a hypnotist. Two massively simplified my client work, and three, got the change in motion and took the stress out of everything I did a whole lot faster, which was to look at how every method can become a universal strategy for change. And final point, thank you, Dave, creating conviction in advance. I absolutely love this quote. Want it to happen, expect it to happen, watch it happen. Let's bring Jess Marion back again into the party. Describing the technique is also doing the technique. In a moment, you're gonna open your eyes and close them. When we do that, you're gonna go 10 times deeper. You've now pre-framed your hypnosis. And if only I had a fancy slide that said pre-framed your hypnosis. In a moment, I'm gonna pick up that hand and drop it. Here's what's gonna happen. In a moment, you're gonna count backwards. Here's what's going to occur. In a moment, you're going to transfer that numbing sensation over to that finger and move it over to your arm so that if the doctor gives you the injection there, you'll do it without discomfort, without concern. It's all pre-framing. It's all creating that conviction in advance. So here's the expansion of this. We all are aware of the hypnotic pre-talk. And let me draw a bit of a line here because the classic hypnosis pre-talk is... You're not going to do this. You're not going to be made to do that. Uh, If you go to worksmarthypnosis.com, which by the way, any day now, version 3.0 of the website will pop up. It's the same site, just better. Uh, But whatever iteration of it, uh, top of the search, uh, just type in the word pre-talk, episode number one that launched it eight and a half years ago um, was the all positive pre-talk. I'll let that just kind of stand on its own to go check that out. I'm going to use the word pre-talk though in an expanded sense. Because what can we model from Dave Ellman's work? The power of setting mental expectancy. The power of creating that conviction in advance. So the reality is now, I do a pre-talk in every single session. Even if it's the third time we've met, even if it's now morphed into, I don't do a big push. I think this was the podcast episode two weeks ago about working with ongoing hypnosis clients. And no, it's not, well, we've worked together 27 times. One of these days it might stick. No, it's the person who goes, hey, this solved a lot of problems. And I know I could use the techniques you've already shared with me, yet I know I get a faster response if I work directly with you. What would this look like if we kept at this? And I've got people now who I might've seen for the first time in like 2012 And it's, there are some cynics in our world who would go, oh, you're creating dependency. There's people who work with a coach. There's people who, and again, we're not working on the same thing over and over. And this is a small percentage of the people that I work with. But even if it's my dude that I'm seeing next week and I've stopped counting, you know, it's dozens of appointments over the course of many years. And sometimes it's like several months since we've seen each other and just, he's locked in at a certain rate. Um, which I sometimes regret, but he's wonderful for me. Uh, (laughs) It's every session has a pre-talk. And the best way to explain this is what I'm doing here. The best way to explain this is that I am giving you a bit of a play-by-play of exactly what we're about to do in the session before we do it, followed by two magic words, which... um, For those of you that get hung up on the old stuff that says visualize. No, you say imagine, picture, or just think about. (laughs) Um, What I'm doing is I'm giving a play-by-play. Okay, excuse me. So based on what we've talked about, we're going to do X because of this reason, Y because of that reason, and Z because of this situation. Make sense? And there's a magical follow-up here. And as we do that, how do you see that affecting this issue? they're telling me. Let me be the first to just throw myself under the bus here, Um, (laughs) which would be the, oh, Jason's really good at freestyling the hypnotic techniques. No, I ask good questions and then I utilize it. We're going to do this in the process today. Makes sense. I'm going to give you some examples here. Every technique gets a pre-talk. Now, here's the thing. I may not necessarily talk in expert speak. I'm not gonna say, well, today we're basically gonna do regression to find the ISE, the reason why this issue came out, but then we're gonna set aside that event and then do something called Informed Child to basically rebuild it. And they're like, I don't know the words you just said, and then you can just go sleep, because uh, that's a confusion induction, Don't don't do that. Instead, I'm gonna metaphorically describe the process, and the main reason I do this one for regression is because I want them to understand, in my opinion, of the process is about where they're going. 10% of it is just that shingle to hang the change off of from a metaphorical perspective. It's more about the death and resurrection story than it is the, now I have insight, otherwise the danger of insight alone. Now I know why I have this fear. I still have the fear though, but now I have reasoning and logic why I have the fear, which means I feel even more fearful. Now I know why I'm so anxious. But now that I know why I'm so anxious, I'm aware of it. And now I'm even more anxious. So I don't want, and it's where I've become less of a purist on a regression model. In most cases, I'm regressing to resources, regressing to strengths. In this scenario, if I am going to do the quote, find the cause, notice the air quotes, if I'm going to do that model, hey, what we're going to do today is something that may seem like something you've heard of before. However, the intention is very different. Imagine as if I had like a magnifying glass, and the intention of today is not to shine the magnifying glass on events of the past just for the sake of understanding them. Because sometimes once you understand why, you unfortunately still have the issue, but now you have validation and that makes you feel even worse. So let's change out this idea of the magnifying glass and instead trade it out for a slingshot. Because today, we're only ever pulling back in time with the intention of letting go, to then use that momentum to focus on where you're going as opposed to where you've been. Makes sense? And as we do that, what's that going to do for you? Oh, I feel like I'm always living in the past. I'm always retelling myself the same old stories. And I'm like, oh crap, for that person, I'm just not going to do any regression because that's the issue already have a large number of strategies and again, modify for the person in front of you. Some of you will guess this one. So basically today, it seems as if there's some kind of an inner conflict going on. So there's a process we're gonna make use of where it's as if inside of your mind, conscious and unconscious, there's part of you that wants this and part of you that wants that. And what we're gonna do is to go through this kind of magical process to bring those parts together and rather than two parts working in opposition, let them fuse into one new thing that now gives you every ability to live the way that you want. Make sense? And as we do that, what's that going to do for you? I'm taking notes, whatever they say, which my parts process is rather kinesthetic. It's a double arm levitation coming together into a hand lock, sort of testing convincer. And again, like the Stephanie story I kicked off with, the hands separate as you free yourself of this issue. I've walked them through. Jess Marion, thank you. Third reference. Uh, (laughs) Describing the technique is the same as doing the technique. Here's my favorite one, which this really more closely emulates a lot of the work that I do nowadays, which is, I'm gonna ask you a kind of a weird question. Not weird as in something personal, but like everyone connects with something when I ask this. Do you ever have that day where like by accident, you feel really good and like you're in your head? In a weird way, like, did I sleep better last night? Is it something I ate either last night or this morning? Is it because of the exercise? Is it because of the weather? And, like, it's all—it's a good thing that you feel better, but it's like almost you're second-guessing yourself that things are going well. Uh, and I always hear a yes to that. So what would happen if that wasn't just a maybe, it was instead a thing you could activate on demand? So that anytime, anywhere, it's not a matter of hope it's a good day. Instead, you can activate it on purpose. Briefly positive regression to a significant moment, ramp up the positive emotion, create some kind of an anchor, imprint the anchor and the emotion on the new activity. That's the notes version of what I would then do in that moment. But again, ever have that day where by accident, you feel really good. I'm loving in the chat, someone's now talking about state at a Holiday Inn Express. Um, I've actually had very good experiences at Holiday Inn Expresses. Thank you. <laughs> So to look at it, I don't know where they came from. So to look at it again, this pre-framing your hypnosis, if there's one bigger takeaway, and notice that, yeah, the theme of today was that of if Dave Elman ran your hypnosis business. And this is where the worlds of our business and the worlds of our methods and our process, I've got to say, if there's anyone here who um, it's kind of in the early stages of learning hypnosis, you know, you'd often find this fear of, oh, what if I do it wrong? And again, because he's here, I've got to smile as I quote it. I heard Sean once say, it's only, what is it? Uh, we all wish we can call back our first clients and say, no, really, I got better. I actually had that experience. Uh, she was my very first client ever. And then years later, she calls up to go, hey, you hypnotized me to quit smoking and I didn't quit, but I think it's because I wasn't ready. Now I'm ready. I want to pay you for it this time. Can I come in? And we worked. And she's like, wow, that was a very different process than last time. In my head, I go, because I didn't know what the mm, I was doing last time. And out loud I said, well, you came in with a different set of goals, so that's why it was a different process. So we do wish we can call back the first line and say, we got better. You know, it's the takeaway here. It's by putting in those reps. And I've got to quote my favorite quote ever for anything business, for anything personal development, the ultimate cure, by the way, for anything that others would label as imposter syndrome, goes to a quote from the com- comedic actor Steve Martin, just becomes so good, they can't ignore you. And again, the lessons of fractionation, the lessons of mental expectancy that we can model from the work of Dave Ellman, look at it from this angle as to how my real lecture that I've been sharing with you today, is that of taking strategies that you might already be doing and how it's the framing around it that makes those techniques even more effective. So we're often on this quest of going, I need the new shiny thing. I need this new method that everyone's excited about. Um, Quick anecdote, I'll make it brief. It doesn't matter that this is a story of the NGH convention. It doesn't matter this is a story of Don Motten. But it's the moment where I overheard people going, Don Motten taught this brand new pain relief technique. What was it? Well, he took someone's hand and he made it numb and they moved the numbness around their body. I'm like, that's glove anesthesia. No, this was something different. Like he was suggesting that they had anesthesia in their hand, but only like where they would wear a glove. And I'm like, you just used the words, (laughs) glove... (laughs) To look at it from the angle. We did an event a while ago. You can still find this online called Do Hypnosis Anywhere. How do we modify a technique to be effective online? What is it I'm convinced this technique needs to do? What's something else that satisfies the same goal? What's something else I can do that satisfies that same value? Oh, I need to pick up the hand and plop it down. Oh no, I can't reach through the webcam and grab their hand. I can't do that. What does that do? It's a test for large muscle catalepsy. And my variation of that is, in a moment you're just gonna pick up your hand a few inches off your lap, just let it plop down. And I do that on camera before the session begins so they can see the physical wobble. And I see I'm getting that full, larger muscle catalepsy there. All this stuff can easily be adapted. By preframing your process, by creating that mental expectancy, and even so, by looking at it from that angle of simply selling the next step. So wherever you are right now in your hypnotic journey, I would suggest to you, that's exactly where you're supposed to be right now. And with each and every session, you find yourself getting more confident. With each and every way, you look at every technique you'll learn through the rest of this incredible event, through the rest of your career as a practitioner, as really unique things happen with your clients, and you're like, that was awesome, how do I make that happen every single time? It was my guy who years ago said, you know what made that so effective? You barely talked about cigarettes, that's what I needed. Because that had nothing to do with the issue. I'm like, oh, I'm using that now. Jason Lynette here once again, and as always, thank you so much for sharing this program on your social media streams, interacting, not quite with the guests this week, though I'm my own guest on the episode this week, but send a huge thank you to Cheryl and Larry for giving us permission to let it be okay. There's some conferences out there that I've had my wrist slapped for setting up a camera, even to fill it for myself, and I don't speak there anymore. Uh, That was positive. Uh, Head over to the show notes, worksmarthypnosis.com 402 is the extension. That'll bring you to the show notes where you can actually watch the video presentation of this if you want. And also that's where you can claim access to the professional transcription, model the exact language, sign up for the rest of the on-demand replays now of the Dave Ellman Legacy Hypnosis Conference. And again, if you're ready to take your skills from good to great, if hypnosis has been a passing interest and you are now ready to dive in and take it seriously, join us. WorkSmartHypnosisLive.com. Head over there. There's a ton of info. Watch the video at the top of the page and claim your spot. We're starting very soon. Thanks for listening to the Hypnosis Podcast and WorkSmartHypnosis.com.